Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. For anyone who wants to make money and make a difference, grow and leverage your enterprise better, get more done in less time, outsource everything and create your ideal lifestyle. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Welcome to episode six of The Disruptive Entrepreneur. This is Rob Moore and the title of this podcast is Critics, Haters and You. I'm currently negotiating a two book deal with a publisher, one of the biggest publishers in the world. And this is, I'm debating with them currently that this may be my next book. So this is obviously a subject that even the biggest publishers in the world thinks a very pertinent, relevant subject that a lot of people will be interested in. And I'm sure throughout your life, you've had critics, haters, neckheads, energy drains, grumps, people who almost, it seemed like they were the purpose of them being on the planet was just to stand against you. And they pop up all the time, just when your life's feeling good and ruin everything. And uh, so I'm sure you can relate to this. And uh, many of the posts I put on my various uh, web pages, the ones I talk about, critics, haters, how other people perceive you often get the most shares and responses. So I've become relatively well known for this quote. Some people will hate about you, the very thing that is great about you. And I guess I naively thought as I became more successful in business and obviously more compared to the previous year of me, that people would start to like me and accept me more. You know, once I got better, they would... Uh, be better towards me, be nicer, be kinder, uh, be more accepting. And to be quite frank, as much as it might be damaging for my uh, vulnerable ego, that's a complete delusion. So I think if there's something that you could immediately take away from the first two minutes of this podcast, and maybe to write down if you're not driving, is that if you're wishing and hoping that the critics and the haters, that they'll go away when you get better, that's complete fantasy. It's never going to happen. And I must admit, even for year after year after year, you know, you make 100,000, you make a million, you make 10 million, or your business helps a few people, then it helps 100,000 people. Then you write a a book and you get, you know, a few two-star reviews and you think, bastards. So then you rewrite edition two and you take the feedback on and then you still get a couple of, you get more better reviews, but you get a couple of two-star reviews and you think, bastards. And you're in edition four, and you think you've improved it four iterations, and you still get haters and critics. So they don't go away. It never goes away. So you can either be bitter or be better. You can either learn to grow yourself and deal with the fact that they're always going to be there, or it's probably going to damage you more. Because I think if there's one thing I can promise you, as you get more successful in business and life, you'll get more critics and haters. And it's naive to think that just because you can get a bit better, they'll go away. They don't. The more reach you have, the more people that are going to have an opinion about you, stand against you because they're completely different to you. They're, just, it's, they're not there just to ruin everything about you. But a critic's job is to criticise or to you know, create a controversy. And you, just by existing, are going to rub people up the wrong way because they see the world differently to you. They have different values. Now, let's look at it from numbers or percentage terms. If you, if you imagine that you're doing good 
if out of every 100 people that comment on your blog or are your customers or prospects or just know you, 80 of them might think you're cool. You know, they might share what you do. 15 of them will probably be apathetic. Uh, Maybe two of them will die. (laughs) And let's say three of them, you know, they really don't like what you do and they want to tell the world about it and they want to camp outside everything you do to just make it difficult for you. Well, out of 100 people, that's three people. Out of 1,000 people, that's 30 people. Out of 10,000 people, that's 300 people. Out of a million people, what's that, 3,000 people? Uh, Or is it 30,000 people? It's 30,000 people. So the bigger you get, even if the percentage stays the same, you're going to get a larger volume of haters. Now, we all naively, and myself included in this, we all want more fans to our communities, our, you know, our media. We want more customers. We want more referrals, more recommendations. We want more love. Okay, there you go. I said it. I need more love in my life. I was rejected too much when I was a child. And, and I think many of us are like that. So as we grow, we want more fans. But it's, it's a fantasy. It's naive to think that we can have more fans without more critics. If you look at the people who've got millions of fans, be it Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, on TV, wherever, they have got more haters. They have got people that seem to wake up just hating this particular person. And I really admire anyone who has a large brand or is a celebrity or puts themselves out there. I admire their courage. I admire what they're opening themselves up for. And that's the cost. That's the downside. That's the drawback. That's the natural balance of their role and their position. And I never really understood that. And I certainly probably will never really understand it like, you know, Lady Gaga or Madonna or Michael Jackson or whoever, you know, had millions or billions of fans. I'm not likely ever to get that big. But I think... When you go from maybe minus 50 grand in debt like I was and you go and you get yourself out of debt, then you make a few hundred grand, then you make a few million, then you make tens of millions and, and you grow through and you think that the world's going to love you more and people are going to accept you more and, and you realise that even when you get better and you give more and you serve more and there's more philanthropy and there's more of your time that you give and, you know, you run podcasts like this that are free, actually you still, as a number, as a volume, you attract more critics, haters, nakeheads, etc. You know, you realise, I think, one, it can harden you somewhat, which I think is a good thing. You know, you don't want to be cold, but you're just more realistic about how the world, how the universe works. And two, you just accept that that's the way it is, and uh, therefore, you don't let it affect you as much. And you like to think, don't you, as someone in business and being an entrepreneur, maybe as a parent or or whatever you're trying to do in your life, you like to think that you're going to grow, you're going to improve, you're going to learn, you're going to take feedback. You like to think that today you'll be better than you were yesterday. And my guess is you probably are, and my guess is you're reading, you're studying, and, and you, are re- you are developing, you are growing, you are getting better. There's constant, never-ending improvement. Yet no matter how good you get, no matter how much better you get, you're still always going to attract critics and haters. Uh, remember, the bigger you are, the more people that you'll find that it is their, it's literally their job to be a critic of yours. And that's okay. I think if we can just accept that that's the way it is, it's okay. In fact, I think a good, to go to another level, I think a good thing to think is that uh, it's, it's really nothing to do with you, you know, you, me, us, and all about them. 
you know, often you've heard the quote probably that uh, what other people think about you is none of your business. And I think that's a great quote. And if we just accept that that's the way it is, in fact, if we're grateful for it, then we're able to grow and take those bigger challenges, you know, going from problem to problem to problem to problem, bigger problem, you know, because again, in business and being an entrepreneur and sales and marketing and trying to, you're doing your profit and loss every year and trying to grow, you know, it's, the problems don't go away. They, you solve a problem, you solve a problem that took a long time to solve, a problem that you didn't predict or expect last year, uh, an emergency, if you like, and you solve that problem and you lay down and you, you feel good about your life and you feel proud of yourself. And that's just at the point where the next problem comes. And that next problem is bigger and you've not planned for that. And, you've, you know, it's a whole new level and scale. And you're like, wow. You know, if you think of some of the, the huge pharmaceutical companies that people have died taking their drugs because a criminal polluted them with poison. Or I remember reading about Audi who were taken to court because uh, one of their cars was supposedly uh, the accelerator stuck and it drove itself. And the son, the, the child of a lady, she, uh, her child got crushed in the undergarage door and died and uh, Audi were taken to court and... It was accused that the the throttle stuck and uh, they were sued for millions and millions, but it wasn't even the suing. It was the awful publicity and press and it was a decade's worth and Audi's business just stagnated. And in the end, it was proved uh, proved conclusively that this was a physical impossibility. But, you know, imagine being Audi and 10 years of no business. And uh, there's many stories of, uh, of quite unfair attack or problems on certain companies or corporations or individuals, uh, people who've been wrongly imprisoned. And Nelson Mandela, you know, look what he had to put up with for, what was it, I don't know, decades of his life. And he chose to come out and rather than show anger and revenge, he chose to give love to the people that oppressed him. And, uh, you know, that's an amazing place to be. But the, the thing is with dealing with these critics and haters, you become bitter if you want them to change, if you want your bad customers to all of a sudden improve when you give them a better product or an offer or a discount, the reality is some customers you've got, no matter how much you pull your pants down, they just won't be happy. You know, they'll want it all on a silver platter and there'll be nothing that you can do. And a bit of a warning, if they've had a previous history of causing other companies problems, don't think you can change them. Just don't employ, you know, don't I say employ them. Don't, don't take them as a customer. You know, I'm sure you've all had exes, we all have, and if that ex has had a recurring issue in their previous relationships, that's probably going to be the way it's going to be moving forward with you. So it's so much time and energy and negativity and wastage to think that we can change them or that, you know, this naive fantasy that they're going to be different. I'm not saying you can't help people. I'm not saying that people don't change. I'm just saying that you'll become bitter if you try and turn haters and critics into fans other than just doing what you do and doing it well. That's really the best you can do, I believe. Do what you do, do it well. Now, I know in the past, I'm sure you've had this situation yourself where you've got, maybe you've done a speaking event or you're trying to prospect to a client or you're having meetings or whatever. And part of you has got to go and do this big pitch or this sale or raise finance or something where you've got to be positive. You've got to, you really got to do something that's compelling for prospects, customers, clients. But part of your brain knows you're having a bit of a battle with a client or maybe you've got a small court or a small claim on one of your products or something. And 
Maybe a small part of your brain is thinking, well, how can I really project myself with confidence and integrity? How can I really do this sale very well or this pitch when in my head I've got this doubt because this is one customer or client or this is one issue that I've got? And my brain always used to play tricks on me like that. And it was like I, it affected how I was moving forward because of this small problem or challenge. I mean, imagine if you're a public speaker and you speak to millions of people and maybe you've got your own personal problems, you know, and you've got to go onto the stage and inspire millions of people throughout the world with your public speeches or seminars or, you know, online, you know, maybe you're in a band and, you know, you're going through a horrible divorce or you're getting paparazzi. I mean, I wouldn't even know what that's like. And yet you've got to go on and do this gig for 15, 20,000 people at Wembley and you've got to go and give the best gig of your life because that's what they've paid for. And I really admire that about the, the, the biggest leaders in the world and the celebrities that they're able to do that. And, and you're able to do that. Anyone's able to do that. But you've got to kind of compartmentalize and accept that that's the way it's always going to be. And, you know, you look at, I want to serve these people in front of me. I want to serve this customer or client or these fans or, you know, these uh, delegates at my events the best. I can't let one small problem affect you know, how I change the world because there's always going to be those, that one small problem. And, you know, I often hear people saying it will be all right when, or it will be all right if, or I just wish this would go away. Or, I just wish this would be different. And what they're doing is they're, they're looking to wish away their current problems, thinking that when they're gone, the bigger ones or the other ones that they won't exist. And they'll have this naive sit on a beach fantasy that everything will be great. The reality is it will never be like that. And um, I don't want you to think I'm being negative here, by the way, because I've, spent 800,000 pounds of my own and my own business partner's money on courses and seminars. I've been to every rah-rah personal development seminar on the planet. I've been to all the positivity, high five, happy clappy seminars. And I've learned a lot from them too. And it really helped me go from being a grumpy, negative bastard to someone who was able to be more positive. But to think that the world is always positive and you can be happy 100% of the time, I believe that's a delusion. It, you know, because ultimately, if you're happy all the time, you serve no purpose to humanity. Because if you're happy, you'll relax, you'll do nothing. You won't work, go to work, you won't grow, you won't contribute because you're just happy. Uh, and uh, ultimately, you'll be evolved out of society. So I think a lot of people think that the purpose of life is happiness. I believe the purpose of life is growth. Because there's no growth in happiness. There's only growth in failure. There's only growth in feedback. There's only growth in challenge. So rather than trying to run away from this delusion of perennial happiness, in fact, I think it was one of my mentors, John Demartini, he may have quoted from someone else, but he certainly quoted to me. He said that, uh, you know, I gave up happiness a long time ago because it's so damn depressing. And I think that if you're looking for this one-sided happiness all the time, or this one-sided support, this one-sided, I'll never have, any, never have any critics or haters, I'll always have fans and everyone will love me and adore me and because that can become an addiction can't it look at what happens to all the celebrities when they need the love and adoration from all their fans it becomes an ad addiction and then that manifests in addictions to drugs or alcohol or prescriptions or or just getting more of that love whatever it is so if you can accept it and know that it's the way that it is and the way that it'll always be and you can get better and you can reduce your uh, percentage of critics and hate haters from 3% to 2%. And that's good. That's improvement, but it will never be 0%. And if it's 2% of 100, you can deal with it. But if it's 2% of a million, it's 20,000. Or if it's 2% of 20 million, then obviously the amount that it's going to be is there. Now, I think if you get more lovers than haters, if you get more fans than critics, you're doing a great job. You're, you're making a difference in the world. Warren Buffett says he thinks he only gets investing right just over 50% of the time, but he's become a billionaire 
because just over 50% of the time scaled over a long period of time and, you know, a large volume of money can make a huge difference. So, you know, I guess it's kind of a bit cheesy, isn't it, to say it's not you, it's them. But I think that to a certain degree for you to be able to grow and scale in your business and enterprise and ultimately your personal development, I think sometimes you've just got to go, okay, that's them, that's their life, that's the way they see it. Yep, they're a critic, that's their job, that's okay. I think that, you know, you're able to scale and you're able to make a difference and you're able to deal with the inner voices. Now, because I believe that everybody on the planet, every human being has a different set of values, you know, we're all unique. We all have a different hierarchy of values and needs. We all have a different purpose on the planet. Because of that, so it stands to logic, so it is, that the thing you very stand for, someone will stand against. The thing that you believe in and that you want to set up as your cause, that you want to fight for, someone will fight against. You know, for every capitalist, there's a socialist or a libertarian. For every, uh, you know, person who thinks hard work and persistence and, uh, you know, and sweat beats regret, there's someone who thinks, well, you know, just manifest the law of attraction and uh, just think about your thought of intention and put it in a drip of thought into the universal laws of creation and the law of least effort and I'm going to I'm going to attract and manifest not the <laughs> okay I, I don't mean to patronize that because I believe that in that too but I believe in equal balance you've got to work your butt off sometimes you've got to make things happen you've got to be persistent and dogged and hustle sometimes you've got to do that but sometimes you've got to let go and sometimes you've got to accept that that's the way it is let it be and uh you know but there's, there's no one-sided fantasy or you know one-sided reality there everything happens in equal balance. So because you have your own set of unique values, someone else on the planet is probably going to have a completely opposite set of values, which keeps the human race moving because you serve a different function to them for humanity, which is a great thing. Because by the way, what are we saying when we want no no critters, no critics? What are we saying when we want no haters? We're saying we want everyone to think and be like us. That's what we're really saying. Now, again, that's a fantasy, isn't it? Because everyone, if everyone thought and was like us, then humanity wouldn't survive. It wouldn't evolve because what you do, everyone will do. And when there's more than one of you, one of you isn't needed. And what you rely on that someone else does, no one will do. And therefore there'll be a, a, a scarcity or a famine in that regard. So someone who uh, wants to, for example, farm, they are reliant on, on a banker to create, to create a faster GDP of economy. But also a banker is uh, reliant on a farmer and to try and turn all farmers into bankers or all bankers into farmers. Maybe this isn't the best example in the world. I'll take the feedback. But uh, it's, it's just, you know, there's, there, there'd be a downside to that, a downside that people don't see. Now, another thing I like to try and do, and, you know, we're all a working progress, progress aren't we, when, we, when it comes to growth and personal development. And it's one of the things I love about life is we're always growing. And if you're green, you grow, you, you're ripe, you're rot. And I think uh, for the challenge that we receive from critics and haters and what we perceive as negative people can actually be turned into growth. It can be turned into resilience. It can be turned into feedback. And whilst your ego is going to be going wild, it's going to be on fire, spitting against your critics and you're going to be dying to give them the bird and give them a piece of your mind. There's probably something you can learn from your critics there's probably a part truth in what they say. If there wasn't, they wouldn't say it. Now, yeah, some people, they're going to lie to protect their self-interest. They're going to try and get their significance. You know, a lot of the celebrities who get stalkers, haters, you know, all the trollers, really what that is, 
and this is, I think, a good thing for you to look at and to understand is that's their attempt to get in significance because they're going to get more significance attacking someone who has a bigger following, fan base, brand reputation. You're not going to get any significance attacking someone who no one knows and no one loves and no one sees and isn't visible. You're not going to, are you? So someone will peck at your significant, uh, you know, your ego, your brand, your scale, the bigger you are, the more likely they're going to get more significance from it. So it's not an exercise in being a personal attack at you. It's not you. It's they're trying to leverage you. You know, they're trying to gain significance, which is, according to Maslow, one of the six human needs. They're trying, they're looking to get significance, piggybacking on everything you've done. Now, you've probably done that to someone in your life. You know, I know sometimes, and I'll be honest here, some of the people have got three or four million fans, you know, on some of their Facebook groups or YouTube videos or whatever. Sometimes I'll put some posts and I try and contribute and I'll stick my link on there, you know, and hoping that a few of their fans might come and like my stuff and maybe you got here because of that. So I can't be a hypocrite, can I? If someone, well, you know, and I have a bigger brand is doing the same. And, you know, I, I like to think if you always give, it's kind of okay, you earn the right to do that. But Really, we've all done that to someone else. We've tried to leverage their significance and you can see it as feedback. Number one, feedback that they're trying to gain significance, which means it's not you, it's them. But also it's a representation, a reflection of where you are and the scale that you're at and, and how good you are. And it's feedback, A, that you're doing well. So, you know, you should be really proud of yourself. You should thank them. Uh, but also in that feedback could be something you could learn. And very often, the critics are your best teachers. You know, the people, the haters, they're the ones that are trying to gain their significance and they'll out you. So in a way, they've got courage to be honest because many of your fans are probably a little bit blinded to the one-sided fantasy that you're all great. I recently met one of my heroes, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's a lot shorter than me. <laughs> and it's amazing how many people are like, whoa, Rob, I can't believe how much shorter. Yeah, you know, I thought he was taller. Some people even said they thought it was a waxwork. They didn't believe it. I mean, his hair's two inches tall. Now, what the reality is, they've seen him in all the bodybuilding movies and they had this deluded fantasy that he was six foot ten. And the reality is he's probably five foot ten. And uh, so, you know, we probably all have these deluded fantasies about, you know, how these celebrities that we pedestalize are. We're one-sided. Your fans are one-sided. Your critics are one-sided because they're trying to hate everything about you. You can learn some things from your fans, but they're probably not going to give you the critique, the critique and the feedback that you probably need to stay humble, to learn, to grow, to not be too, you know, not believe, over-believe in yourself, not to get too proud because once you do, you'll deserve the fall that you have. And you can learn a lot from that. And, and balancing... The love with the challenge, the, you know, the hating with the support is, is a great thing. So critics can teach you and uh, they have the courage to share with you the things that your, your fans wouldn't. Now, your ego is not going to say that to you at the time when you've been outed on a social media group and uh, someone's uh, trashing your work or you've got, had your first troll or had your first stalker. I actually want to congratulate you. If you have your first stalker, I want to give you a pat on the back and say you're big now. If you get your first troll on social media, or you, you know, you get your first spammer or whatever. You know, a lot of people hate that and they go back into their shell and they start beating themselves up and thinking it's them, you know, in your business or your personal life. But I want to say, well done, welcome to the club. You can, you know, you've got your wings now and get on with your life. Stop worrying about it and stop being so weak. 
and, and it'll build resilience. You'll build a layer, won't you? A layer of, not, I don't want you to be defensive here. It's not about being defensive and retaliating because remember, if they want significance and you retaliate to their comments, you are building their significance. You're marketing their significance. The best thing to do is let them market your significance. And a way to deal with this, certainly publicly, and I know I've got involved, I've got, believe me, I remember being outed for the first time in a property community, in a property group. And uh, it was almost like you're not big enough if you haven't been trolled by this community. Call it community, you know. The, they, would, they would accuse people of being cults, but I think it's fair to say that they certainly are. Uh, they have an anyone who's successful hater community. And I remember being outed for the first time and Mark and I went wild and started replying and there was hundreds of threads and, you know, we even proved up with bank statements and completion statements of properties we bought money we were making to back up our claims. And all it did was create a massive thread which SEO'd on our keywords, so created more significance for this community. And, and uh, all it really did was fuel the fire. Now, yeah, we defended our position, but and I'll tell you what, it can make you really bitter. You can go to bed at night thinking, you bastard, you don't know me. And, the, you know, they're not looking, they're just looking to drag out the significance. And nothing you can say or do most of the time with these real critics is ever going to change their mind. So why bother? Why waste your time and energy? You have a, lit, you have a finite amount of time and a finite amount of energy to burn like a wood fire. So why fuel it? Why burn it quicker? Why not just thank them? And a great way to diffuse critics, haters, or to have negative feedback is to say thank you. Thank you for your feedback. I welcome your feedback. I'll consider it. Thank you very much. And their significance completely diminishes. You can do it with a warm, loving smile of gratitude. Your ego is kind of reduced somewhat in the moment. So it's a good way of controlling your own emotions, you know, because inside you're raging take a breath, thank them for it, try and give them a warm, loving smile. Sometimes that's difficult. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's easy. And um, when you're able to do that, one, you reduce your own negative emotions around it. Two, you're able to listen to it. And you're able to go, you know what, actually, when I think about it, maybe they're right. Or so part of the, they're going to be up to 50% right. You know, when all the football managers are getting grilled by the journalists, and, you know, at the end of the day, if they're, if they're on a losing streak and they get all the hard questions, well, the reality is they've got to look at themselves and think, well, yeah, I'm obviously doing something wrong here. So they can hate the journalist for answering the hard questions or they can accept that, well, they've got a point here. You know, I've lost a lot of games in a row. I, po I possibly could get sacked. What can I learn? What can I do differently? So being open to feedback all the time, not just from the deluded one-sided fantasy of feedback that you want to fuel your love. And by the way, that's an addiction. I've been there myself. Uh, you know, certainly many things that happened when I was young gave me an over need to be loved, accepted by maybe girlfriends, parents, friends. And all I, all I ever really did until the age of pr probably, definitely 25, but almost maybe into my 30s, early 30s, is I morphed my personality and my values to the person, how they wanted to me to be in the situation, to get their approval, to avoid conflict, to avoid rejection. And uh, it meant I was rubbish at selling, awful at negotiation. I'd, I'd always, I was always proud that I never had an argument with a business partner. Or, you know, you hear the people say, I've never had an argument in a relationship. They're probably two months away from getting dumped because, you, you know, in the end you become this, you don't have an identity, you don't have any integrity, you have no congruence. And uh, I did that for 20, 25, 30 years of my life. And I just remember how weak and vulnerable I felt. And, and, and the only time I was ever happy was when I got approval from people. 
And that's like an addiction. And it's like you, you, it, you need it the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. And you need it for more and more and more and more and more people. Because it's not like you get it once and then that's enough and the, the glass is full and then you can go and relax and be happy and zen for the rest of your life because you keep, you need it. And I can imagine celebrities who feel this too. They need it for millions and millions and millions. They need it every post, every tweet, every gig, every whatever. And uh, if you don't get it, there's this majorly empty feeling and then you start taking it personally. Because remember, it's never about them. It's all, sorry, it's never about you. It's always about them. Because remember, they have their own values and they're projecting their values onto you and they're, they are making meaning about how you are based on their reality of the world, which is different to yours. So it's never about you. It's always about them. But you need that approval from them, even though it's nothing to do with you, and even though it's uh, none of your business, and that becomes an addiction. And many people, in the end, they, they, they turn to substances and drugs to try and you know, run away from that feeling. And, of course, that's very short-term, and then the come down is really long-term, just like needing that love. If you can accept that you need the challenge, the support, the critics and haters are there for you to improve, to grow. You should be grateful for them. Give them love like Nelson Mandela gave the critics and haters and the people who stood against him and put him in, imprisoned him for decades. Give them love too. That's the way to grow. That's the way to improve. That's the way to manage your own ego. And when I say ego, I don't just mean, look at me, I'm amazing. I mean that, that weak, vulnerable, non-you, you, you know, the mask of the true essence of who you really are. So I hope that's really helped you dealing with critics, haters, negheads, energy drains, whatever. Remember, it's not about them. It's about you. Be grateful for everything, the good and the bad. The, uh, try and see the feedback, the good in it. And remember, no matter what you do, that'll increase. So just learn it, learn through it, become better at it. Remember what uh, the very thing that's great about you, people will hate about you. And uh, hey, if you've had any uh, experiences or challenges or you thought this was useful or you want to share something, remember if you're not following me already, Rob Moore Progressive on my Facebook page or Rob Progressive on Twitter. And I'd love a review. If you could take some time, I'd really be grateful for a review so I can help as many people as I can. I want to help, you know, people across the world make more money, become a better entrepreneur, build up their businesses, have more streams of income and everything associated with that. And, and I really want to help you too.